0: Um Go Birds Podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you. It is Monday morning. The Philadelphia Eagles are playing a playoff game this week. And Carson Wentz isn't. Elliot Shore Parks, what a day to be alive. How are you, pal?
1: Well, you know, it was just you, when the Eagles didn't play on Sunday and they played on Saturday, we'll get into that game, which uh, there were some takeaways, but clearly not like a super competitive or uh, interesting game to watch. But Sunday, uh, I'm I'm off to a certain degree because Eagles don't have an Eagles game. Uh, they, they don't have a game. So I'm out doing stuff with Kristen early on in the morning and I start to get texts from like you and Fritz and you're like, you seeing what's happening in mm-hmm. Jacksonville. And I'm, like, you see what Carson's doing. And I, like, don't want to jinx or anything, so I'm just like, oh, blah, 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 But, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, victories for the Eagles this season, you know, we talk a lot about the opponents they play and how sometimes the wins they get aren't super exciting for for the fans. That one had to be. I mean, to watch the Colts lose the way they did, it just – yeah, I mean, I, I think it vindicates a lot of people. And we can start with that if you want. But I, I think it vindicates a lot of people within the Eagles,
0: yeah. I mean, the Colts become the first team since the merger to lose as a uh, to lose to a two and fourteen team with a
1: playoff berth on the
0: line. There are a bunch of people in clown costumes in the stands. It is too good. We'll get to Wentz. We should start with the Eagles Bucks. obviously, now that we know the Eagles opponent and all that. But, man, what a glorious, glorious day. And, again, look, if nothing else, I know people, like, there are certain people who still love Carson and all that stuff, but we wanted the Colts to lose for draft pick purposes. They lost. It's good for the Eagles. I enjoyed it across the board. We'll get into it. Let, let's start, though, with we'll get to Saturday night. We'll get to it all. But but we we know. Like, you and I were texting yesterday. Like, all we wanted to know was, who are the Eagles playing, and what times it happening? Like that's all we cared about yep. throughout the whole day yesterday. I mean, it was fun watching all this other stuff happen. I mean, the the game last night. I am super tired. We're recording this at like seven in the morning. I'm super tired. We waited till Monday morning so we wanted to have all the playoff scenarios, know what everything's going to look like, obviously. And I decided to stay up till you know twelve, whatever, to watch that wild game last night. Let me just say, Elliot Jerparks, because I know I've bristled at times. Team Sirianni over Team Stanley by a mile. What a yeah, disastrous, disastrous yeah. game for uh, Brandon Stanley last night. But let's start with the Eagles and the Bucks. Your, your kind of um, your day of of understanding as it goes. That all right. It looks like you know it's 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 going to be the Bucks, and it felt like you know by the end of that that Rams game, it's like it didn't matter what was going to happen. It was going to be the Bucks, and then we find out Sunday one o'clock, the playoff matchup is set. The time is set. Your thoughts, sir.
1: Yeah, so on Sunday morning, I was getting ready for the day uh, of, like, what the opponent could be. Now, it looked like it would be the Bucs, but I thought the Rams were a fairly realistic possibility, too. Like, I didn't completely trust the Saints to win, like, all those things. So I, I thought that the Rams were a possibility. So I'm doing – I'm getting a post uh, a ready for both, if they play the Bucs or if they play the Rams. And as part of that, I'm doing research on both. I'm looking at the Bucs. I'm looking at the Rams. And, man, after spending an hour doing that, I think the Bucks are just, like – clear cut the, the, the best opponent, Arizona is up there, but Arizona was going to be tough to to face. Uh, I think it's really good that they avoided the Rams. I know the Rams lost yesterday, but they went up 17 to nothing. I just think the Rams are are a better team than the Buccaneers are. I think they're more talented. So so if the Eagles to get the Bucs, I think actually we talked about the Carson thing being a victory. I think that was a, a bonus for the Eagles. I think people in the Nova care are probably watching these games and hoping it's a Buccaneers. And I understand with Tom Brady, you never want to face Tom Brady. You're never like, oh man, like this is a great outcome for us. But in this case, like they're kind of just Tom Brady and nothing else like they're missing uh, Chris Godwin Antonio Brown is gone Shaq Barrett's injured he might play but the list of guys that like are injured and then will be coming back for the first time Shaq Barrett Jason Pierre Pierre Paul Leonard Fournette Ronald Jones their center is dealing with an injury like the the receiver that they thought was going to replace Antonio Brown suffered an injury in their win over the Panthers so good thing they played their starters but Hmm. like Ultimately, when I look at this Buccaneers team, and and they're not that good against the run, they're 16th in the league uh, in yards per carry. So, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll make our predictions throughout, throughout the week probably. But, like, I, I think my initial read going into the game is it's a winnable game. Like, they're they're a young team, young first-year head coach, first-year quarterback. Like, going on the road in the playoffs is not easy. We've talked about the expectations that you just don't want to get blown out. You want to go in there and make it competitive. If they lose to the Buccaneers by... And our eyes will tell us if it's competitive. But if they're competitive in that game, that's a win for the Eagles. But in terms of the actual scoreboard, like, I do think this is a game they could win. Yeah, right.
0: look, uh, if you look at the Park Sportsbook app, they're an eight-and-a-half-point underdog. I think that's too many points. I'm with you. Uh, I'm surprised it's that high. It feels like it should be, you know, if we had done our our guess the lines thing, you know, this week, I probably would have right. guessed seven or so, six-and-a-half, seven coming into it. So higher than I thought. Um, I'm with you with a lot of that stuff. Look, I think on a basic level— uh, you know, I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna be rooting for the Eagles. I'm gonna be hoping. I definitely think they can cover that spread, but I'm not gonna bet that they're gonna beat Tom Brady. But to your points, like, yeah, they absolutely could. I don't think this Bucks team is any sort of a juggernaut, as you said. You know, the injuries for the team with guys who won't come back. Godwin, I think. You know the most important of those really, you know Brady's security blanket uh, over the the majority of this season. Um, that's a massive loss. You know Antonio Brown, the whole fiasco. You know if they get Shirk back, Shaq Barrett back, if they get Levante David back, if they get Leonard Fournette back, of course that changes the equation. But it is also, as you pointed out, guys who haven't played in a few weeks, guys with hamstring injuries and the like. So there are certainly scenarios where you could see a beat up. Bucks team struggle. And and again, you know, I said this heading into this week when we were talking about who we wanted to play and stuff, but there's a reason teams don't go back to back very often. You know, it's really hard to go win the Super Bowl, especially with an older roster, and then ratchet it back up and go through a 17 game season this year and then go on a run again. Now, will that ultimately manifest itself in the Eagles upsetting them in the first round? I don't know, but it certainly means it's a possibility. I, I agree. I think that, you know, if we had said, you know, and obviously we be think very different things about the Eagles at this point. But but forgetting what we thought about the Eagles at this point, if we went back to week eight or week nine and said, "Hey, the Eagles are gonna play the Bucks in the first round of the playoffs," we all have been like, "Well, you know, earmuffs one, two, three, two, fuck. Well, fuck, you know, that, that sucks. I mean, that the it. line would have been probably <laughs> yeah, 15. exactly. Like that sucks. We're we're not gonna win this game. But but obviously, I think a much different perspective now. Um, so yeah, look I, again, and we'll, we'll we're gonna dive into this game as the week goes on. Like actually, you know preview the game, get excited, all that good stuff. But but initial thoughts, I do think while I, I, you know, I do not expect the Eagles to win the game and the eight and a half point spread I think shows that that neither does Vegas or neither does Parks or whatever. I do think it's a, a winnable game. You know, it's a game where if they go into Tampa and win the game, it wouldn't be the craziest thing that ever happened.
1: And I do think that with the Antonio Brown thing, sometimes like the craziness of the situation kind of overrides what a loss that is for them on the field. Like so much of the conversation is about, you know, how he left the field and like, obviously what's going on with, with him. And like, you know, he's, you know, doing podcast interviews now and there's a whole thing with him bringing the girl to his hotel room. Like there's so much of that going on that I think it gets overlooked that now if you're the Eagles and you're preparing for this Buccaneers offense, there's Mike Evans and there's Gronk but but in terms of receivers now you put Darius Slay on Mike Evans and you say look like this is why you were one of the best corners in the league like go out and you know do the best you can against him but then after that like there's really not much there like Scotty Miller I guess you know like they they have like some some decent players but there's nobody that you would say okay Steven Nelson can't handle him whereas I think with with other with other teams, there were multiple receivers like Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr., right? Like there there were definitely tougher matchups in that regard. The one concern I do have Gronk is the the Buccaneers offensive line is very good. It's very good. And were- also
0: Gronk. We need to throw Gronk in there. Gronk yeah, looks sure. Gronk yeah. looks like old school Gronk and the matchup against the Eagles, linebackers, and safeties is not an ideal one.
1: Yeah, I do wonder what they'll do. Like, if if Anthony Harris was the player that you that the team kind of hoped he would have been, then he seems like a good matchup for him. Like, he's big, he's physical, he kind of looks like a linebacker that plays a safety. So, like, that would seem like a good matchup. But if you're not gonna put uh, Anthony Harris on him. I don't. I just don't know who on the team like matches up physically with him. Like, obviously, you don't want Alex Singleton to do it. T.J. Edwards, I I don't think is quick enough. I mean, he's also like better against the run. Davion Taylor, you wouldn't want that anyway. He's not going to play. But like, let's just say he was healthy. Um, I, I just think the experience factor there would would just be far too much to put him on Gronk. So in terms of safeties, I mean, maybe Marcus Epps, or maybe they just do do Anthony Harris. I don't know. But yeah, that's going to be an extremely tough matchup for him. But to the like Mike Evans Darius Slay point. I think that if if Slay can just do a decent job against Mike Evans, like, it, it'll just really slow Tom Brady down and again. The Gronk thing's a factor. But the Bucks' offensive line is very good. So, like, again, this is going to be on the Eagles defensive line. Like, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and I know they gave up 33 points, but, like, they got pressure on Tom Brady. Like, when you look at Tom Brady losing in the playoffs, it's because people get pressure on him up the middle. And Tom Brady is a playoff performer. Quick side note, if you don't mind. When I was looking up his stats from yesterday – it is simply bananas how many playoff oh, games. It's he's insane, played. dude. It's, I mean, like, it's dude, absurdity. I it's
0: more football. than it's more than franchises. Like there are franchises that have played less playoff games than Tom Brady. It's and, insane.
1: And I and I know that going in. Like it's not like I'm opening his pro football reference page and going like, like oh, wow, wow, look this at
0: this. Wow, yeah. seven Super Bowls. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, who would have thought? Wow. Like, like, <laughs> Elliot, played... Elliot, quick thought though, and I I th- people might not know this. I just want to make sure that this is out there. The last time the Eagles played Tom Brady in the playoffs, the Eagles won. I just, you know. Well.
1: That's it's, it's a good point. Throwing that out up. there, I also think it's worth bringing up that backup players that have been Carson Wentz's backup are one and zero against. It's a Tom Brady great in the point. Playoffs, this is so. a,
0: an indisputable fact, actually. So Elliott, something to consider yes. when placing. You can even the say, parks. you know and and specific players on the team you know like Jason Kelsey one and zero versus Tom Brady in the playoffs. Lane Fletcher Johnson, Cox. Fletcher Cox, you know, they're just guys who who you know historically owned Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's all I'm saying.
1: It's a good point, but no. So so what I. So the Tom Brady thing, like he started, I think it's like forty-five games in the playoffs. That's almost twice as many games as Jalen Hurts has started his entire career. It's the, like, it's think Elliot. About that.
0: Elliot, it's almost three seasons. It's almost three know. seasons yeah. of or old seasons, I guess. I was thinking sixteen games,
1: but almost three seasons of football games starting the playoffs, dude. So I went and I looked at his record and strictly the wild card games. Um, and again, so he's been in the playoffs. I think seventeen years, right? But you want to guess what his record is in the wild card round?
0: Well, I mean, it's like, I I think, wasn't it, was it maybe his first loss ever when they lost to Tennessee?
1: It was, mm, yeah, it was.
0: Yeah, I thought so. Well,
1: no, no, it wasn't. It was... He's lost he's lost twice in the wild card. Okay, so they round. had one Three. other loss
0: in the wild card round. Yeah, and and, other, and yeah. what what I think that Brady doesn't get enough credit for and I've always thought this and I've heard other people say this obviously, but but I think when you get a bye like that first round of the playoffs should count as a playoff win for you. Like if you think of all the byes Brady had, you look at what his record is now, add the like 12 wins cuz of byes he's had or whatever, if you wanted to say like a playoff round he has gotten through and it's that much more impressive. Yeah.
1: So I would say on that I get your logic. I would, I like, I'm not even strongly disagreeing with you, but I think also like, let's be real. They don't count as wins, but, but I see your point on terms. No, of they like don't, how, they how don't.
0: I'm just talking demands. in terms of getting far into the playoffs. Yes, when you look I at Brady's playoff record, it doesn't tell the whole story is my point.
1: But so that's where I kind of come down on this game. And like, is, is just Tom Brady enough? Like, is that it? Like, is that the whole reason that the Eagles are underdogs, bait and half points And the whole? And like, I'm not saying that's not a bad, like that shouldn't be the whole reason he's Tom Brady, right? He won the Super Bowl last year, like all those things. But when I look at the Bucks, I'm like, I don't think Bruce Arians is that great of a coach. Like, you know, the defense, again. They're but Bowles and Leftwich
0: are. Little. I think there are most people, you know, both guys have chances to be head coaches now. And I think you take the sum of that coaching. Bowles. T- yeah, Bowles and, and Leftwich, And I think you take the sum of that staff. Arians and all his experience with Leftwich and Bowles and whatnot. And, like, I love Sirianni. You know I'm all in, like best new head coach hire this year affirmed last night like all this stuff but you know you still have to say like you look at this eagle staff and then that buck staff this buck staff literally just won the super bowl and in a lot of cases bowls in the super bowl like coaching played him big role in it so you have to say like staff advantage in a playoff game has to go to the bucks
1: Oh, I think the staff advantage definitely goes to the Bucs. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying, like, if you removed Tom Brady from this situation— Yeah, it's a very I, different
0: situation.
1: <laughs> Remove the best player of all time. Yeah, well, that's what—obviously, Right. Obviously, it's a big one. But but what I mean is—and look, I think Byron Leftwich. like, if I were the Giants, yeah, I would Yeah, I, like, I like him so, a ton, man. Yeah, I, I would give him a chance. But I just—I don't know. There's something about when I look at the Bucs outside of Tom Brady, like, there's nothing— there's things I can be impressed with, but there's nothing that I look at and go— other than honestly Mike Evans, like even Gronk, as good as he is, I think is somewhat a product of Tom Brady at this point of his career. But but regardless, like there's nothing I look at and I go, all right, that's going to be like a major problem. Like it's just Tom Brady and that could be enough. That probably will be enough. Right. But I just, that's I think the advantage of playing the Buccaneers as with, as opposed to the Rams where it's like, there's literally elite level talent all over the field, like Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, like all those things. Right. So I think that's what it is with, With Tampa Bay, it's like, can the pass rush get home, and can Darius Slay cover Mike Evans well enough? Because if the pass rush gets home and Darius Slay does a decent enough job on Mike Evans, then I do think you can slow down the Bucks' offense. I mean, what was the score yesterday? The I know they ended up. Forty one
0: seven team, they ended up winning But, but by I a think seven.
1: at halftime it was like ten to seven. Was, or yeah. Something. It
0: was uh, I think it was might have been seventeen to seven quick after they scored a touchdown right after. But yeah, they ended up pulling away. But again, the the Panthers are a top five, you know, finish the team. The Panthers team that took the field yesterday, a top five to seven worst team in football. Oh, I know, you know I agree. That's yeah. what,
1: that that's my point I'm making, is that they did not come out and like
0: Nor I, against the Jets. Look, the Bucks have not looked great in a while. I just, you know, I think and again, you're not saying the Eagles are going to win or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, going in and look to the point of, you know, if you just take Tom Brady out, you are historically famously on this podcast, the one saying, I'm picking this team because of the quarterback. So it is. Oh, this, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Yes. So and, and, you know, the experience factor and there's so many things you can point to. But I, I think the real takeaway, especially for me, is that to your point, like the way this shook out, and we obviously wanted Arizona. That wasn't going to happen. Uh, And honestly, and we'll get to this game in just a second, but I kind of wanted Dallas after they had to play, you know, take two halves to get their starters, you know, rolling against our our backups and whatnot. Um, But, uh, you know, I think that, that, you know, as much as you don't want Tom Brady, I think you're right that from a roster talent matchup perspective. The way this Bucks team is playing right now, the way this Bucs team is beat up right now, it's not, you know, a, a, a untenable type of matchup for the Eagles when I think a lot of us thought, you know, especially weeks ago when we even started flirting with the idea of playoffs, that it would be playoffs. And then we get there and say, all right, you know, that was fun. Let's just get, go go get beat bad, you know, which is, again, not not necessarily going to be the case
1: what do you think of the rematch factor? Because as I kind of like decide who I'm going to pick and I, you know, I am leaning towards picking the Eagles, to be honest, I don't think that's going to surprise people. I said, I thought that I, if I'm the Eagles, I would want Tampa Bay. But like, when you look at the rematch factor, how much do you think that plays in? Cause to me, it plays a fairly large role on like why I'm, why I think the Eagles should feel confidence going into this. Like, do you think the fact that the Eagles played them already, they're familiar with them, like they saw their initial game plan against uh, Gannon's defense and then also obviously against Jalen Hurts in the offense. Like, I think it's tough to beat teams twice in one season. Like, do you, any of that factor in, or do you think I'm over I'm overdoing I, I think
0: you're overdoing it. it a little bit. I definitely don't think it hurts, but I think you can also flip it around and say, you know, giving Tom Brady a second look at the the defense and what they did to adjust to him in the second half and whatnot. Is just as nerve wracking, if not more nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. So, but but I get your point. And look, I, I think for me that that isn't a big factor in how I'm looking at this game. I think the bigger factor is looking at where these teams are at from a health perspective and from a momentum perspective, and who's going to actually be on the field in the game and, and going from there. And I think that's enough to be you know somewhat optimistic about them you know keeping it a game you know and and potentially winning it. Um, but you know, look, I think I think there are a lot of factors, and we'll dive more into all the. Tentacles of this in in our next pod later this week as the tentacles. week goes on. Look you at like that. that? Yeah, buddy. See
1: what is saying? Ah,
0: what can I say? All right, let, let's get into some other stuff and then we'll round back to the the Bucks game at the end. Um, you want to go Eagles Dallas first or Wentz first? I'll I'll leave it up let's to go you. Eagles Dallas. Okay. Um, few things from Eagles Dallas. First and foremost, I know that it ended up being a a you know a blowout score at the end, but the fact that it was that close at halftime and that it took that shank punt for Dallas to to get a two touchdown lead, like they should have been embarrassed. There were guys on that we cover the team for a living. There is at least one guy, Williams, whoever the bleep Williams was, n- no idea who that guy is. I never heard of oh, him there in my life. Multiple players like, out and there are other guy, guys like I yeah. I've heard of Kerry Vincent because I randomly remember when the Eagles made that move for him. But like no one knows who the hell Kerry Vincent is. Like Williams, you know, charcuterie guy. No, I'm not gonna say his name or it's like Char yeah, quite or bit. He's but played like, before, yeah, but like there are a lot the of West guys exactly out there. Had in yeah, number number there are 15. a lot of guys out there who A, no one's ever heard of, or B, uh, you know, our our practice squad or practice squad practice squad guys because of the COVID stuff. I mean, when they right. did elevated like ten guys before the game, um, I thought if if I'm Dallas coming out of that first half, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty nervous heading into the playoffs, to be honest. Well,
1: the the other part of this too is. You know, yes, obviously the players out there on the field were the Eagles, like, second and third stringers, slash four stringers. And especially when you take into account, like, injuries along the offensive line at the mm-hmm. guard spot. Like, you're talking about, like, the Eagles. I mean, Brett opposite. Toth was playing center. and I mean, yeah. like, it's crazy. Yeah. But, but I think the other big takeaway from this is, and we saw this in the preseason, is that when the Eagles aren't playing their guys, they don't game plan. Like, they do not, like they probably game plan more than they did for the preseason. So I'm not saying they just like did whatever, but they're, they're out there not showing anything that they want to show for the playoffs. In fact, they're probably showing like things that they want teams to think just so they can throw them off for future plays. Like they, they, so it's that part of it too. So like the Cowboys went into this clearly trying to win. They played Dak Prescott, if I'm not mistaken, into the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. if not here, if not just, you know, end of the third. Right. So they wanted to win. Like they tried to win this game. And the Eagles offense went right down the field on him, right? Knife uh, through butter first touchdown. Knife through um, butter. It- Yeah, well, exactly, right? The Eagles offense versus them. And then the defense, look, the defense struggled, I think, like, as the game went on. I think when they started swapping guys in and out. And Dallas is talented, so at the end of the day— They should have put up 70 against that
0: defense, Elliot. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, the defense was not trying, and they had all backups in there. I agree with you. So, like, ultimately, Dallas tried way harder to win that game than the Eagles did. Like, flat out. That's my biggest takeaway.
0: Again, Elliot, just let me hammer that home, because the Eagles tried zero. (laughs) Eagles tried to win that game zero. Literally zero. Yeah. Players, yes, the whole thing. Things. Yes.
1: So, so I don't think, and we can turn this into a Gannon debate if if we want, but like, I don't think there's any takeaway from it. Like other than Kenny Gainwell looked good. Like that's it. Like that's the the only one. Like, I don't think you can take anything away about Gannon's defense, anything away about Sirianni. Like you probably can't take anything away about Minshew because he was just like, okay. I don't think he super helped his stock or, or super hurt it. He looks serviceable. And I guess in the NFL for a quarterback that always helps your stock. But like. Outside of that, that's it. Like Devontae got the record, but I, I just think it was it was a preseason game. And if you remember in the preseason, me and you debated this somewhat. I think you were kind of on my side in terms of of yeah, I
0: debated started. it, but I wasn't. I wasn't. It was one of those like I don't really care, but but let's debate it kind of debates. You know what I mean?
1: Right. But like if we remember in the preseason, like I, I just did an an interview with with Angelo on uh, the morning show, and and he asked me, you know, like. Elliot, like you know, they're not playing any of their starters. Like they did, they weren't competitive. Like this coach was supposed to be Mr. Competitive, and like that's what we talked about in the preseason, right? Like in the preseason, it was, and we had we knew nothing about Sirianni at that point. It was, oh, this guy talks about, oh, look, he plays horse and he's yep. so competitive, yep. and like, oh, and then Many he goes out there and his gets guys. Yep. In every sure. Game, right? sure, sure. And then they went out and they won their first game by 26 points. Now, I know they started the season slow, but looking back, I think clearly they they stayed healthy,
0: which I think was the big key. You know, the big idea with all of it that we talked about is that this is the healthiest season the Eagles have had in years since the Super Bowl, prior to the Super Bowl season. I mean, it is. You know, you got to give exactly. Credit there. Well, look,
1: when we were just talking about the Buccaneers, one of the first things we brought up was how banged up they were. They played their starters yesterday, and they lost Antonio Brown's. Totally right. And so- I do think, I do
0: think the age of the roster helps with that. You know, the Eagles went from an, a much older roster to one of the younger ones in the NFL, and you're looking at the Bucks, a much older roster. I think that's there are so many factors, but ultimately well, on a basic luck, right, and that too. But ultimately on basic level, like. The debate is settled. The Eagles came out sharp and won their first game of the season, and they had their best injury season in a long time. I think we settled the spring, the uh, you know, preseason debate. It's settled. Yeah, and
1: I thought there was a noteworthy quote from Nick Sirianni after the game. Um, he was talking about why he didn't play Jalen Hurts, and he mentioned that he wanted to try to get his ankle to 100. percent And I think that Hurts is already you know like 75, 80 percent. Like I don't think he's you know playing like super, super injured. But I do believe his ankle is hurting him. And he said something that I think like really stuck out, stuck out from a game planning perspective. He said, we wanted to get hurts back to hundred percent. You know, he hasn't been running as much the last few, which weeks is and true. We wanna, and we want to get back to what we've been doing. Right. And so love that. I do think, love that. I think that, look, I think this game has potential. They're not going to obviously smoke the Bucks. I'm not saying that. But if you remember the the first game of the season, like the Eagles came out, and they're doing all that quick game stuff, and Hurts is running, and they're running the ball, and they're going up and down the field. And that was our first look at Sirianni. So in that way, of course, everything was going to feel new. But that quote right there made me think, like maybe they have something ready for the playoffs. Like maybe they have something with Hurts and this offense, like ready to go for the Ooh, playoffs. Buddy. So I'm, I'm like, I like this. I was this. excited for the game. No I like what, this, and I like,
0: yeah. yeah, and I said to you, like you could see it really in the. His second game back, um, I can't remember, was it the Giants game or the Washington game? It finally looked like Hurts could move, and you're like, ooh, he's got some burst. He's running again. I think that extra week is huge from that perspective. I'll quibble with you. I have three takeaways from that game. You said there's nothing to take away. I have three, and they're actually the three things you mentioned. So I'll go one by one, and we react. Let's start with the Devontae record. Like, I love Devontae Smith. I'm super happy for him. We all agree. I mean, this whole 16 versus 17 game thing. It is what it is. In in 10 years, we won't talk about it anymore, but for right now, like— Let's be honest, one played 17 games, one played 16 games. Also, if the whole, like, we just talked about, keep everyone healthy and all that, like, and I know some guys got to go out and play and stuff, but this whole idea, and it's clear they did it, like, like to just put a guy out there so he could break a record, especially in a 17th game in the first 17-game season, like, I'm happy for Devontae, but it just feels so hollow to me, Elliot.
1: Yeah, I, and the, you know, they said, They said after the game that's why they did it. Like Siri, of course, there was no question. He got forty-one yards. they are like, all
0: right, let's get you over the record. Take out, all right, pal. Good job. Like
1: it was so clear. It was was just like, come on. He ran like safe routes and like whatever. But yeah, I agree.
0: What's the, what are we doing that. here?
1: Is it really? You know, I would not have played Devontae Smith if Devonte. Like Jason would Kelsey
0: hurt. for the first snap, one snap and come out like totally fine with that. Like who cares? Like that's the kind of stuff where it's like, sure, get him his streak, whatever. This is like putting him out there and like for a record that it's like, come on, really? Like the Eagles' rookie receiving record? Like if we're talking, he could go out and like set the NFL record for catches. Like all right, I get it a little bit, whatever. Like we're like, come on, man. Like it's cool, but come on.
1: I I agree. Look, I wouldn't have played Jake Elliott. I wouldn't have played Gardner Minshew. Like, I I would have put the worst team out there you could possibly imagine. So I agree with you on putting Devontae out there uh, was silly. Now, quick note off of the receivers, like – and I know they didn't bring any up, but I thought it was a little interesting that like Jalen Rager's out there in the fourth quarter and Quez was as well. Quez fair, was as well.
0: Like, so I don't know if interesting is the word. I think I know what you're saying, though, like the fact that he's out there, but they weren't protecting any of the receivers except Devontae in terms of keeping them healthy from that perspective, which is telling, which is telling especially because Quez is out there. But I think the telling thing is that out there with with, you know, you're the two guys, there's no Devontae, there's no Goddard, there's no, you know, big time running backs you're worried about. And Quez Watkins made plays, Qued Watkins, looked, like, flashed, and Jalen Rager, I think the big takeaway is not just that he was out there until the end of the game, it was that he didn't do anything. It was that he was invisible against, you know, at that point in the game, especially at the end of the game against backups and stuff, I think it's, like, concerning is the word. And and again, yeah. with Rager, I'm already out, yards. so, like, there's no concern, like, it's, it's over, there's no, like, you know, whatever with me, but, like, that was such an indictment of Jalen Rager.
1: Yeah, I mean he had he had 19 yards on the game, two receptions for 19 yards. Like and look, Quez again, he played in the fourth quarter, but Quez also had five catches for 84 yards. Had that, right? that, so, that big
0: touchdown at the end where you're like, oh, flash, like that right. speed, excitement, something.
1: Yes, I I agree, and we don't need to get into no, like yeah, no, right? where their Eagles but are going to yes. the playoffs,
0: positivity, but yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah,
1: he would. Was, was, look, he doesn't. I always asked on the post game show. They're like, man, JJ, uh, JJ dropped a touchdown. Jalen Rager, you know, blah, blah. Like, what do you take from that? And I'm like, I just think they're not very good. <laughs> they're bad. I take you that know, they're I, bad I at this their job. Me. We've locked it in. Like, we know what the takeaway is from Jalen Reger. Yes. He does not seem to be able to be an NFL starter. Yeah. Oh, receiver. God.
0: And you um, watch these other, whatever. You watch these receivers, and I, I, he's the best at it. But, like, Debo Samuel will take a sweep, you know, handoff play and just, like, take off. Yeah, well, off. that's
1: what Reger was supposed to be. I, I know. You know? That's, that's why I'm thinking
0: of not. it. And obviously, it's not fair to compare him to Debo. But even, like, I said, I said this to you, I think, off the air. We were walking home after our Saturday show, and I'm like, you feel like that dude, Jeremy Grant, in Chicago. They hand him a sweep, and he just, like, takes off. And at least he's fast. At least there's explosion yeah. there, you know? So, uh, all right. Second takeaway: um, I actually do think, and again, I, what he started off hot, and then kind of cooled down. But you know, playing with backups in a, in a weird spot and all that, I do think you could take away that that, and you know, not to you know be Mister Howie Roseman all the time. But I think, mm. and I said it at the time, I love the trade when you didn't in the moment. I think the Gardner Minshew trade was just an. Absolute and total heist. Like what yeah. a heist to get an asset like this who didn't end up having the effect that you concerned, you know, we're concerned that he would take over the team and whatever. It stayed Hertz's team, all that. The Eagles did a really good job with that. Nick did a really good job with that. Hertz did a good job just playing well enough to to keep that from being a thing. But you know, Mitch is an asset for for no money. They give up a six-round pick. Like they could get a second, a a third, multiple picks. At worst, I think, for this guy, you look around at the league yesterday, and I know there are a lot of guys who were injured and this and that, but like the level of quarterbacking play and certainly next step down quarterbacking play is pretty atrocious, Elliot. Gardner Minshew is one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world, in my opinion. You got that guy for a six-round pick and very little money from a contract perspective. Hell of a move. Hell of a move.
1: Yeah, I, I... I was wrong. I think it was the right move to trade from. I thought it would cause more of an issue. And, you know, to some degree, it almost did. But, yes, I think it was clearly a a very good move by Howie Roseman to acquire him. I I know you're just kind of speaking hyperbole a little. Like, I don't think they get a second-round pick for Gardner-Mitchell. No, but you know
0: what I mean? I think they can get something. I mean, like, look, the Steelers are these teams that have, like— I think the best
1: they can get is a fourth.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Like— I don't know. Like, Sam Darnold got a second and a six. I think that gardner Minshew, and I know that Darnold was a higher draft pick and stuff, but I think Minshew's a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. Like, I don't know. I think that if you've got a few teams, like the teams that are right there and ready to compete but need a quarterback, the Steelers type of teams, like, I don't know. I don't know. Either way, I I do think the point is this is an asset that you paid less for than it's worth.
1: I mean, look, a team gave up a gave up a first round pick for Carson Wentz, so certainly anything. Yeah, is but possible. I mean, look, I would let's put it this way: I think I'd take Gardner Minshew
0: on my team over Carson Wentz.
1: Oh, I, I, I mean, I absolutely yeah. would. But like, yeah, I, I think, and I, look, I don't even know if they'll trade Gardner. Like, from the Eagles' perspective, he's a high quality backup. Totally. That
0: you have. and like, you see like how much they than. matter. Look, we talked yeah. about it last pod, but you know. When was the last time the Eagles' playoff quarterback was their, you know, "quote unquote" starting quarterback from the season? You know, it doesn't happen that often. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, yeah, it was McNabb. Right. We said the, the, you know, Foles in in uh in 2018 technically started the first game and started the playoffs, but missed like the you know 12 in between or whatever because right? he wasn't the starter technically. Um right. So yeah, it, it, you know, I think you're right about that. And the Eagles have obviously, as we know, to to glory and to to you know outrage at times have, have really valued that backup quarterback spot. All right, last takeaway, and you mentioned it, the Gannon thing. Um, look, Go so ahead. and you you texted us, uh, your, your tweet that we saw, uh, me and Fritz, because we always like to joke around with this too, um, yes. that the 51 points allowed Sunday knocked the Eagles down from 8th in the NFL and points allowed to 18th. Now, I um, I'm just happy this happened. Obviously, just just to just to shut it up. But here's my point with it. And look, I agree that because context was my whole argument with the thing, with the points and all that. But look, I don't. I, I already said there were you know multiple guys on the defense I've literally never heard of, or if I have heard of, barely heard of them. Whatever. So like the 51 points on Sunday means zero to me. I'm not gonna crush Canada at all. Like could he've done more? I don't know. Maybe have a little fun out there, be a little more creative. But whatever. I don't care. The main point though is what this does is it shows how dumb the stat was to begin with. The fact that it can go from 8th to 18th with one-game performance shows you how flimsy it was. Thank you.
1: Well, look, they gave up 51 points, which I don't have it in front of me, but I'd imagine that's probably near the top of points allowed per game this year. I can't imagine. I don't think any team would go up in the 60s, right? So, like, we're talking about— One game,
0: 8th this- to 18th. Everyone has well, a bad game.
1: Yeah, look, but what I'm saying is, I, look, they were not— my whole argument with the points was they are what they are in that perspective. Like they're eight, like there's only seven less teams well, giving a I, I don't think they were ever a top ten defense in terms of like if I had to rank the defenses. I think eighteenth is probably closer to where they belong than oh, eight. Like I okay. I think they're like somewhere between fifteenth, eighteenth, like fourteenth. They're somewhere in there, right? I don't think they, they I don't think they are a top ten defense. But like Yeah, you're right. There's no takeaway. Like, it's a shame that this happened again, and because 51 (laughs) points is ridiculous. Like, it's an insane amount of points. And like, the Cowboys, like, for trying as hard as they did, like, you know, it's yeah, it's it's unfortunate for Gannon because I do think, like, overall, the the defense is a big part of the reason they made the playoffs. Like, you can, we can, whatever opponents, all that stuff. Like, the defense played a large part in them making the playoffs. So. Yeah, I mean, to go to 8th from 18th, uh, it definitely stings for the Eagles.
0: Yeah, they definitely it hindered them from making the playoffs, but they would made you, it you anyway because of how great Gannon their have,
1: offense was. Would you agree that Gannon has the most pressure on him going to the playoffs? Oh, well,
0: that's, that was literally my next point, and then we'll get to Wentz. Um, Yeah, this game, like, and again, look, you know, if the offense goes out and it's just abominable and Hurts has the worst game ever and whatever, that'll be the story coming out of it. But I think going into this game, I don't think there's a single Eagles fan who doesn't think the Eagles can score on the Bucks. I think there are a button of Eagles fans who expect the Bucks to walk all over Jonathan Gannon's defense. Yes. I think all the pressure in this game from the Eagles perspective is on Gannon in the defense.
1: Without question. Yeah, I mean look, Vic Fangio gets fired yesterday and people are tweeting like he could be a possible Buddy, replacement. Yes,
0: please. Horrible head coach, amazing defensive coordinator.
1: Yeah, and you know, as I'm I've turned into, like the Gannon defender. Even I would be like, look, if you can get Vic Fangio, yeah. I understand the logic got to, but-
0: yeah. But I also... They think won't. They're going to keep... They went to the playoffs again. They're going. They're going to yeah, keep like, Gannon. I you know, I don't it's think it's going to happen.
1: It's on Sirianni. Yeah. Like, you know, give, give him time to grow too. You and know? give him so players. I,
0: and look, I, as much as I rip Gannon, and I do believe I've been very disappointed in him, like... We can all acknowledge that from a, a talent perspective, they're more deficient on the defensive side than the offensive side. So. Well,
1: it's also possible he's gone as a head coach. So maybe Vic Van Finger, Dude, uh,
0: fingers crossed. All right. Come get this guy. He's a stud. He's a stud. One, he held Dallas' starters to 51 points with a bunch of nobodies. It's amazing. See at, how I spun at one that?
1: Point, at one point before this game on Sunday at 1 o'clock, I'm going to lock you down on what you would accept as a, a – a, Acceptable point total. I like, like this. Like, like this. You know, like a yeah. number. Like I, got a, it. and I know this it's a is bit good. unfair because context and all that, I but get like it. a number where you can say I will play you your you game up, for the last for the
0: potential last game of the season. I will play your game, sir. All
1: right. Thank you very all much. much. All right. I we'll
0: get there. It. Much more Eagles Bucks talk later in the week. Uh, last thing before we get out of here. Elliot Shore Parks. Let me ask you a question. How does it feel to be dead? stone-cold right about Carson Wentz. The floor is yours, sir.
1: I don't know. Like, it's just, <laughs> I love know, it. I, mean, I love it. it is. Like, you uh, know, I'm not LL reveling in his me.
0: sadness. All right, I don't want people to think like, oh, I'm, whatever. I'm reveling in the fact that that what the whole thing that happened and the Eagles are going to the playoffs and he's not and the pick is better because of it and they lost to the Jags yesterday and I don't care. It's amazing. Go ahead, sir.
1: Yeah, and... You know, people for, like, two years between me, like, oh, clickbait, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, like, this is who he's been. Like, this is just who he is. And it's unfortunate. Like, I'll be completely honest. My my initial takeaway when I started to see what was happening that game was, man, like, Carson must feel so scared right now. And that, like, made me feel bad for him. Mm -hmm. Like, Carson was probably in Jacksonville on the sideline being like, Oh my God, it's happening! Like it's lit. Like that's probably what he was thinking. Like look, look at what's happening again. Like it's like Foles winning the Super Bowl. It's like Foles taking them to the playoffs in next year. It's like Hurts coming in and throwing the touchdown versus Green Bay, right? Like Wentz was probably sitting on that sideline and being like, like scared. Like and I, that's how I would feel if I were him. I'd be on that sideline and I saw that I was down, like whatever to the Jags and I was throwing interceptions. I would feel scared. So like there was part of me that felt bad for Carson, but I also think like take the emotion out of it it was an incredibly uh it was a day where the eagles should be feel should feel very vindicated like carson forced his way out of the organization carson did not want to be here anymore he didn't want to be here because he didn't believe in howie i think there were coaching staff issues so you know i'm not saying he got doug peterson fired but he certainly played a large role because he played poorly and then he didn't want him back so like he certainly played a large role in the fact that doug's unemployed and then and like the fan thing is tricky because there's so many of them versus one. Like I get all that, but like, you know, if I Carson wanted to play in a different city, like Carson did not want to deal with what happens here Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia because of all the drama and all that. So he asked his way out and look, that was a mistake. He went to a worse place. The Colts are not as good of a franchise as the Eagles are. Frank Reich, like, all this talk about, like, oh, well, Frank Reich, you know, you'll see. Like, you'll see that he was the reason Carson was successful in 2017. If I'm Doug, I'm watching that and being like, oh, well, maybe Frank Reich wasn't the only reason we won the Super Bowl. Like, all those things. Like I all think, this, Elliot,
0: I think we need to start asking, was Nick Sirianni the reason Frank Reich had success in, in Indy the last couple of years?
1: That's what that's I think we need point. to start asking. That's a fantastic point. An amazing tweet as well. I might, <laughs> you, but like,
0: you could have it that way. That's my gift to you.
1: Also. And like the, the Howie thing I get that I get painted as like the ultimate Howie defender, but this whole idea that like Chris Ballard is an amazing GM. He's won one playoff game in five, I think five or six years. Like he, this, like, it's just ridiculous. Like, so if I'm the Eagles, I, I feel bad for Carson because ultimately, like, I don't think Carson's a bad person. Like, no, it's tough no. what he's going through. Yeah. But, like,
0: he, he, he brought it out, on himself. Right? Like, he brought it on himself.
1: It, like, put anybody out there, put, put yourself in that situation. If, if a co worker you had was like, I don't want to work here anymore and I'm going to go work at a rival company, because that's ultimately what the Colts are a rival company, right? No question. And you failed there, you would, you would feel vindicated. You're by absolutely that. You right. You feel like you asked to leave yep. and now you're failing. Yep. So, yeah, from that perspective, like, I think the Eagles should feel very vindicated by what's happened. And they're way better off. Like, they are way well, better off. Well, that's
0: what I, that, Elliot, that's what I was going to say. And I tweeted it yesterday. And, like, I, I, I'm talking, forget contract. Forget, like, context. Like, Jalen Hurts is a better NFL quarterback than Carson Wentz today, right now. Moving flows exactly. That's my point. Like it is clear in my mind, and it's so funny because we knew this was going to happen. We didn't actually think the Colts were actually going to lose the game, but we picked the Jags in our parlay heading in. We talked about joking around about just taking our whole Parks account and putting it on the Jags money line. Should have done that. I know we should have. I was serious when we were talking about like because we know. And my buddy, I was texting my buddy yesterday, and he's like lamenting. He's like, I can't believe I put the Colts in all these bets. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Talk to me. I would have told you not to bet on Carson and this body in your mind and people aren't even talking about the fact they lost last week too that game against the Raiders they absolutely should have never lost where Carson played like trash too and look I get it you're right like as a human being what what Carson has gone through like and, and you've pointed this out many times that like you know it was a really weird you know, series of unfortunate events from the injury on forward. And obviously I don't think calling winning a Super Bowl is unfortunate, but for Carson specifically, we know how that, that whole thing played out. So like, I get it. Things didn't go your way and all that. And I do feel, you know, a sense of like, man, that sucks that this guy's got to go through some crap again because Indy's about to give it to him again. But to your point, Elliot, like sometimes you, you make your bed and you have to lie yeah. in it. And that guy made his bed and he went to anything and it was a better situation, this whole thing. And he came up small against the worst team in the NFL in a spot a win and in a win and in you had to beat the Jags. They were a 16 and a half point underdog with when, an interim head coach. You, like, exactly. there were fans in the
1: crowd. We're in as clowns.
0: As well. We're in clown suits like Elliot like at a certain point like you know, at a certain point. You need to own your losses. You need to own what you do on the field. You need to own who you are. And Carson Wentz, the Colts too, they have to own it. Frank Reich has to own it. But Carson Wentz had a chance to win two games at the end of the season, including one against the worst team in football. And they got they got their asses beat by the Jaguars. It wasn't even a game yesterday. Yeah. Like, that is on this dude's resume. That's on this dude's plaque right now. And you got to own it. Carson, you stunk and you're not going to the playoffs because of it? And the Eagles should feel vindicated, and honestly, Eagles fans, I know there were a lot of them rooting for him and all that, and again, it's nothing personal, but not only did you get a better draft pick, but you should feel a little vindicated that this guy did not want us. He did not want this town, he did not want this city, he did not want this fan base, and he forced his way out and said, I'm only going here. Made it harder for the Eagles to trade him, all this stuff, and now we're in the playoffs, and he's not it's okay to feel a little bit of a, a you know, a little bit of pride, a little bit of happiness about that.
1: Yeah, and even if you just take the the personal feelings that fans might have positive or negative against Carson, because again, they don't win that Super Bowl without him. No, like, question. all those things. No question. The draft
0: true. pick was was great because of that. Like it all I would do it all over again exactly to win the Super Bowl.
1: Right. And so but the but the other part of this too is I think when they traded Carson, there was a large sense in the fan base of like The team screwed, right? Like, Carson wants out, which means, A, they don't have a quarterback because at that point people didn't really believe in Jalen. Like, it meant that, like, Carson knew something about the organization like no one else did. Like, how could they bungle this situation so bad? Like, all these things. And like there was, tr- there was, it was legitimate fear to have. Like, even though that's not what happened, and we debated this and talked about it and all that, like, it certainly could have. Like, he could have gone to the Colts and played really well. The Eagles could have not been as lucky as they were with Jalen. We hurt. actually like, thought he was going to be better. You and I kept being
0: like, hey, we know Carson's going to be better in Indy. I thought he was going to be better than he was this year in Indy. Like,
1: right, I, but I, I did. So, so I, I just think like what this shows is, and again, this is a, a wait for it, macro point, yes. but like. Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie are just like better than Carson at their job. Like, they, like, like, Howie, like, for all this, like, Carson didn't want to work with Howie. And, like, I get why Carson felt, like, you know, hurt by the Jalen Hurts pick. Like, I get that. But guess what? Like, thank God they drafted Jalen Hurts, right? Like, Howie is better at his job than Carson. So for Carson to be like, I don't, you know, all the, like, I'm going to go there with, like, Chris Ballard and, like, the Colts and, like, wow, look how talented their roster is, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, he was wrong. Like, he was wrong. Like, the Eagles are one of the better franchises in the NFL. Like, if if I was a quarterback in the league and I had to pick like, where do I want to play? And I don't have the list in front of me, but like the Eagles aren't that far off in terms of like, you know, just investments they put in there. Like they're a pass first team. Like they have tried at receiver. They haven't done a good job, but they've certainly invested resources in the position. Like Carson had it made to a certain extent in Philadelphia in terms of just being with this franchise. And he went to a worse franchise in a worse sports town with a worse GM. And honestly, maybe a worse head coach, right? And like, he did that. He did that to himself. The last thing I'll say about this is, did you see the T.Y. Hilton tweet? No. So you might not know this because you're not on Twitter as much, but do you ever see that thing where it's like a picture of Wolverine lying in bed and he's looking at a picture and then it shows what it is? And it's supposed to mean like he's missing this person. No, but but I
0: I think I've seen, you know, I get the idea, but no, I have not seen Okay. it's,
1: it's a picture of Andrew Luck. Oh buddy. And T.Y. Hilton Hilton did that? yeah. So no, no. T. <laughs> T. Y. Hilton liked it. He Liked, liked it. it. Okay. But,
0: Either way. Wow. But it's starting. It's
1: starting again. Like it, yeah. it. Like if you're on the Colts, like I and everyone holds blame for the loss. Ultimately, like blah blah blah. But if you're on the Colts, you're definitely in that locker room thinking like Carson lost us that game. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, how could you not? He was like, you know, fifteen for thirty for like one seventy and and uh, two turnovers. Like and those turnovers were bad in the moment. I mean, the you know the pick yeah. was a fourth down, but like the fumble was horrendous and in the red zone and like. Every time it felt like the Colts like you kept I kept texting you. We kept, you know, in inside baseball or behind baseball, is that what I like to say. Well, I've even we kept, you off, we yeah. kept texting throughout the game and I kept being like, It's over now. It's like I can't get there. I, I need it to be over. Like, you know, like you didn't want to like get ahead of yourselves. And it was like after each thing, it was like, Oh, maybe they've got a chance and then Carson would blow it again. And it was just like, Well, nope, they don't have a chance. And uh yeah, it was just a wild, wild one when- to watch.
1: All like Nash. It's funny when, like, all of Twitter gets in on something, and then everybody's like, Oh, well, this is Carson. Like, who, you know, this is blah, blah, blah. It's like, All right, slow down. Everybody nationally outside of Philly was oh, absolutely talking yeah, the Eagles uh, and saying how good yeah, Carson buddy. was. Uh, and yeah. so now. Right, and now all of a sudden you all knew all along how bad Carson Mm -hmm. was. Like, no, like that's not how it goes. Like sometimes, look, I I said I was wrong about the gardner Minshew trade. Like people got to put their hands up and say there were a lot of people out there that fought really, and you're not one of them, but like a lot of people outside of the city that really clowned the Eagles and were really pro-Carson that were dead wrong. They were dead wrong, and now they don't get to jump in on the whole, like, You know, making jokes on Twitter, things like you don't get those likes or retweets like those aren't for you. Those are for people that earn those. likes. I love
0: that take, Elliot. You're so right. So well said. Perfectly said. Oh, so happy we have Jalen Hurts, not Carson Wentz. Uh, Eagles will have the 15th and the 16th pick in the draft. The. Patriots couldn't get the job done, make that Dolphins pick a little better, but I think the way the season trended the last few weeks, I think we're, we're all happy with 15 and sixty at this point. I know we, we had dreams of top 10 early, but it felt like at a certain point they might all be in the 20s the way it was going. Yeah. Uh, I think 15 and 16, and, and we'll see where the Eagles finish. You know, you're happy with that.
1: Yeah, and it makes it interesting in terms of, like, I think if they were in the top 10, you're definitely taking somebody with those picks. Like, it's tough to trade those picks away. But if 15, 16, and the Eagles, one, I think is currently 19th, we'll see where it ends up. But, like, I would be into trading those picks, and not just for more picks, like, for talent that can help them now. So this is off-season discussion. But when, you, when you're when you in the middle of the first round, I think it really lends itself to, like, going out and maneuverability.
0: The one well, I like also it. said, like, also at maybe adding picks for next year, the Belichick thing, like, certainly, you know, kind of – stockpile and all that. Um all right. Uh this week obviously we will have tons of coverage. Uh Eagles, Bucks will be on the radio on Saturday. We got pods coming. We'll have our uh you know parks picks for the the wild super wild card weekend coming up. Um uh any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: Yeah, actually, super quick. Like I cannot believe you walked to work this morning. Like it, it is so cold out. It's so. The it, last was, few it was.
0: It was like extra cold this morning too. Like I had gloves and a hat. I, I was totally geared up, and it was like actually daunting this
1: morning. Well, it's windy too, and you know what's funny? So in my old house, obviously, I was afraid like of rain because you know my water would get basement sometimes. All those things. In the new house, which I love and I'm not afraid of rain anymore. It rained yesterday. I didn't even know it was going to rain. Like that's how far I've come in terms of like not caring about the rain, right? But now when it gets windy, there's a a tree next to us that will like breeze and make noises. And so now when it gets windy, I'm like, oh man, it's windy outside. So I knew it was windy when you were walking in this morning and it makes it way colder. So I just – you're a hero for doing it. Oh, long, you're so. too
0: kind, buddy. That's what I needed this morning. Thank you. You're too Thank kind. you. And speaking of of, uh, of your basement and winter, shout out to, uh, I met Kate and Tyler at an event. Two, yes. Two fans call. of the pod who made sure to check on you because it was going to snow that night. And I was like, you're a deep cut right there. That. You're a real one. You're a real one. It was awesome to meet those guys. And um, again, like, look, Elliot, we're sitting here. Heading into Super Wild Card Weekend with the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs, a chance against Tom Brady for the first time since we all know when, and uh, and Carson Wentz and the Colts are on the outside. Um, you know, it's it's a pretty fun day. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be a We're, fun week. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun week. We're to preview the game. Hopefully they can win. Maybe they'll they'll win. Maybe they'll keep it close. Whatever happens, either way, like today, it's a day to be happy. It's a day to enjoy yes. it. The Eagles are in the playoffs, and uh, and it's been a pretty fun, uh, unexpected ride. So. Uh, All right, we'll be back later in the week. Uh, Eagles, Bucks galore. Uh, Suck at Tom Brady. Um, I'm pumped. This is great. Go, birds.